0: If you're new here, I know this feels like a bull market when you've got these green bubbles and you've got these crazy returns in a week, 197% uh, on WorldCoin, 46% on Fetch.ai. You've got BitGet doing uh, 54%. You've got iWeave doing 65%. I know that if you're new here, that feels like the, 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 the depth of the bull market. But the truth is that the bull market hasn't even started. That's pretty much... what what it's gonna look like when the bull market actually does start. So what you're getting now is a real taster of what a real bull market is like. So if you thought that this week was fun, just wait until you see what's coming up ahead. And then I want to talk about something else. Last week when we won the show, we said to you guys, we think the AI narrative is going to pump and we think it's going to pump specifically on headlines uh, on, in, in real world AI. And we got, the, we got the AI pump. We got WorldCoin up 196%. We got Fetch.ai up. We got Render up. We got the whole AI narrative up. But I think that the AI narrative or the AI pump is almost done. And I think that there's actually another narrative which is going to pick up the pieces and actually take also take a run, maybe even as aggressive as the AI narrative. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Monday, Green Monday. It's a holiday in the United States, but let's get going. Let's go. Crazy fun. Crazy. These days are crazy, crazy, crazy fun. When it's green, we're all happy. And I've, you know, I've, I've missed these absolute green days and absolute green weekends. And uh, it's been amazing to have them. And today we're going to talk about how this is going to continue, why this is only the beginning. And I'm going to show you the narrative that is going to replace the AI narrative when it comes to a pump. Now, I'm not saying that AI narrative is finished forever. I'm just saying that for now, maybe the AI narrative has had slight fatigue and it's not going to run as much as potentially another narrative and that's the narrative that I want to talk about today because just like we prepared you last week for this AI narrative I want to prepare you this week for the next narrative so that's what today's show is about so listen if you're new to the fam subscribe to the channel subscribe to the channel otherwise obliterate the like button we've got a whole lot of reasons today or a lot of things to talk to you about today first thing is remember if you want to win the banter bags uh, these are IDO allocations. And by the way, guys, now you need to start topping up on these IDO allocations um, because you can see that IDO seasons actually started. I don't know if you guys saw Pixels, that the, the game Pixel. I think it did like 1,000X or 2,000X or something like that. Now that is the beginning of the, the IDO narrative. We're going to get $1,000 of early IDO allocations. We're going to put them all into the banter bags. When we get to a million subscribers on banter, 350,000 subscribers on banter plus, we will give away the banter bags to some some lucky viewer. Now, last time we gave away the banter bags, I think it happened, we gave away like some millions and millions of dollars. So we're going to try and repeat that again. So please make sure that you're subscribed to Banter, subscribe to Banter Plus, and that you have an exchange account with a crypto banter link so that you can actually get paid and you can actually win. You never know when I'm giving away the, the, the prize. I gave away one last week. We still, as a community, have to decide whether Coffee, Please, is going to be our winner from the last one, because she is adamant that she needs to be the winner, but she wasn't subscribed to Banter Plus on her account. But as a, as a community, we will vote and hopefully we can look after Coffee, Coffee uh, Please, because Coffee, Please is a, a very dear member of our community. Also, look, one of my mates actually texted me today and this is what he said. He said, OK, now, I mean, Kyle's going to kick my ass here. He says, been watching your boy, Kyle. He's a bit dry, but his calls are fucking good. That's what he I mean, This is just what a mate of mine texted me today. So I must say, I agree. I think Kyle, I don't think he's dry. I think he's actually very, very good. His calls are actually unbelievable. And remember that he's running a free cohort of his whale school which is be in the top 1% of traders right you just need to do 80% per year on repeat this is one of the ways that I was able to go long from so low down using the 12 and 21 EMA key yearly low price opens it's above you ride it to the top takes you out that was your first move 30.6% gets you back in over here you get a 13% move chops you in and out a little bit gets you into an early one over there with only a 1.3% move Uh, it's okay you minimizing the losses right there was no loss there actually made $100 profit but you didn't lose anything gets you into the next one and currently that's sitting at a 41.34% move which gives you a total of 112.28% profit or $5,614 profit so your account's from So five- if you want to get into Wells School guys you need to get in as quickly as possible because there's very 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 limited spaces there is a link here in the description I'll show you there is a link here in the description Welcome to- uh no that's not that that's it's not in that description it's in our description over here uh, there is a link uh, to Carl's Well School. Uh, the link is. Where am I going? I'm going down. Okay, is it this one? Into the well room? Is it that one? Yes. Okay, it's not the well room. It's Well School. It's the it's it's a sign up for the Well School. We want to sign up for Well School. So please put a sign up link for Well School uh with my link and we can actually get 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 the show going get get uh, get the guy signed up guys when the link's going to be up and it'll be up in the next like two to three minutes you need to subscribe as quickly as possible to kyle's well school um otherwise the problem is that you're not going to get in it's very 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 limited in space anyway let's get going let's get going with the alpha of the show today let's look at where we're actually at um so we are here Uh, Right now, Bitcoin at 52,000. Bitcoin kind of moving sideways, even though we went slightly down over the weekend. uh, And as I say, never, ever pay too much attention to low liquidity Bitcoin uh, pumps or dumps on the weekend. Now here we had a a slight dump, went to like 50,700. But remember, it was a low liquidity, long weekend in the United States. And that's why you should never pay attention. You should never get scared off by these actual uh, 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 dumps when they happen. What we can see, is that we are in what feels like it is an absolute, absolute, absolute bull market. And you can see that even just today, arweave's up 16%, Renders up 11%, the Graph is up 20%, Casper up 11%. All these are huge. By the way, Kyle actually called Casper and he made a huge, he traded out of his ETH, he traded out of his Solana and he went all into Casper. And I think that was like 13 cents and people laughed at him, it's not 17 cents. And he went in on leverage. So again, a good reason to to potentially go and join his school. But what you'll realize is that here, we're starting to feel very, very, very much like a bull market. The bubbles are green, people are starting to make like crazy price predictions on Bitcoin, I'll show you. So you got even Robert Kiyosaki saying $100,000 by June 2024, which to me feels a little bit crazy. We're in that period now where the bubbles are green, people are euphoric, people are making crazy, crazy price um, uh, uh, um, predictions. You can see the weekly, the weekly asset flows. Into this asset class are starting to get crazy. This is the, but uh, this is primarily institutional asset flows into Bitcoin, and you can see that that um, the blue line just shows how much more money is starting to come into Bitcoin. We're very very into crypto, not Bitcoin. We're very 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 much at a point now where people are starting to ape into this market. They're starting to FOMO into this market. They're starting to feel like they're missing out on 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 the bull market that is starting to happen in in crypto. And you can see, when, I look at, when you look at the, 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 uh, the CME open interest, which is primarily where the institutions are buying their fu- the futures, you can see that now we're, at an, we're back at an all-time high. We were here before the ETF. People closed the ETF trade, and now they're starting to ape back into the market. And it's not actually only them, it's actually everyone. So it's retail investors too. So it's not only the institutional market, which is doing this outside of crypto on the CME. But inside the crypto market too, on the crypto exchanges, if you look at the open interest, which is the future's open interest, which which shows the amount of leverage that people are taking in the market. It's It's a proxy for the confidence that people have in the market. It's a proxy for the FOMO that people are feeling. It's a proxy for the greed that people are feeling. People are starting to get huge FOMO and they're starting to open huge leverage positions. And if you look at the all coins open interest, This is where we're at. We're at the highest point. This chart only goes back for the last two years. But certainly in the last two years, we haven't had this much confidence in the market, this much open interest in the market. And as a result, what's happening is that the funding rates are starting to go a bit cuckoo. So look, the yellow means that the funding rates are approaching 50% per year funding. And if you look, there's certain coins where if you're going long on any of these coins, you're paying over 50% a year to hold these coins in terms of leverage. That is how confident people are feeling. People have gone crazy. They just want to FOMO into, into this market. Now, a lot of people are saying okay, well, you know, this funding rate is too high. And there's no way that we can sustain this funding rate. And to be honest, when you look at it like this, it does make sense. Like when you're looking at at, at the yellow here and you're saying that these people are willing to 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 pay fifty these people are willing to pay fifty percent plus to be invested in 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 Bitcoin and crypto. That's crazy. But the reality is that if you look at previous bull markets, and this is like one of the previous bull markets, if you go back to 2021, these funding rates went high for a much longer period of time than, than we're at today. So this is where we're at today. And this is where they went in 2021. So what this is, is it's the, I know it feels like a bull market, but it's not exactly a bull market. It's what you could say is the beginning of the bull market. It's, the, it's the, the beginning, beginning, beginning stage of the bull market, and people are actually starting to, to feel it. And so, I mean, I, I, I like this tweet from Red Capital where he said, one thing's for sure. Yeah, the worst is behind us. We know that. But the best still lies ahead of us. And when, I say, when, I, when he says the best, I think the best is in terms of the rate of growth of the market. the best still lies ahead of us. The worst is obviously behind us. I mean, I don't think anyone's uh, discussing whether the best is, 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 is uh, the worst is behind us. I think that we can, we can say quite confidently that that's, that's gone, but the future is, is, is where we need to look, look forward to. And I saw this chart and I, and I started talking about this chart earlier. It says, it's hard to overstate the strength of the mimetic reflexivity of this chart. Greed is a deep, deep-seated emotion rooted in billions of years of evolution. And this chart hits right into the plump. So this is, this is like a chart which basically shows what the next part of the bull market is going to look like. And I know it's hard to believe if you haven't been in a bull market before, but let me tell you, I've been in t- two or three very raging, very rampant crypto bull markets. And the truth is, the hardest thing to do is to buy in, or the second hardest thing to do is to buy in at prices today because it feels like it's all pumped. That's the second hardest thing to do. And then the hardest thing to do when, when this part of the bull market comes is believe it or not, believe it or not, the hardest thing that you're gonna struggle with is doing nothing because you'll be tempted to take profits. In fact, I was also very tempted to take profits this weekend because I've got a lot of positions where I'm really, really, really in, 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 in the money. And I was really, really, really tempted to take profits this weekend on some of those positions. And I just thought to myself, hold on a second. No, you did that before in the previous bull market. And then you landed up buying those same coins for more expensive. So the reality is that the, hard, the second hardest thing to do is to actually buy in once the token is pumped. And I actually show you a token where even though it's very, very, very hard, then I, I mean, I landed up taking more positions today, even at, at the market prices today. And we'll probably take some, some of those prices together. The other thing, as I, say, as I said, is in bull markets, you have to sit patiently, just sit in your positions and let the market do its thing. In the bear market, you'd, the, the idea was to sit in no positions and let the market do its thing. That was very, very, very hard. In the bull market, the, most, the, the hardest thing that you're going to have to do now is just to do nothing. When you're tempted to take profits, probably the best idea at this stage of the bull market, if you have long-term conviction, is to do nothing. Of course, if you're trading and you're on high leverage and you can't afford the trades, then of course you should probably take profits. But if not, the hardest thing to do, the hardest, hardest, hardest thing to do, the biggest challenge that you're going to have now is just to do nothing and to sit back and enjoy the ride. For some people, I said, the best thing that you can do in the bear market is actually just go on vacation. Take your bags, lock your bags up and just go on vacation or, or at least go and study tokens. I'm saying the same thing for the bull market. The, the hardest thing that you have to do right now is nothing. Do not sell your portfolio. Do not, do not start jobbing in and out of tokens because I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to sell. You, the token's going to pump a little bit more. And I'll show you something that happened to me actually over the weekend. And I landed up FOMO buying uh, uh, today as well. And I'll show you why, why I landed up FOMO buying. And I think the other thing which, which I think you should avoid at all costs now is shorting the market. I think if you're shorting the market now, the risk return is very much against you. You may catch a small short. You, you really, really, really may catch a small short. And you may make money. But the problem is that if you're short in this, there's going to be no stops. There's going to be nowhere to let you out. There's going to be no stops for you to actually be able to get out if you, if you actually land up being short. So very, very, very important that you, that you don't land up shorting this market unless you believe that we're completely wrong about our thesis that this market is completely overheated and that we're going to get into we're going to get into a correction so I think that's that's pretty much the hardest niche you have to do now. right now your biggest challenge is to do nothing nothing just sit back relax and enjoy the ride and maybe keep dollar cost averaging in and then you've got to sit back for like 500 days and actually just do nothing that's it that's going to be your biggest 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 challenge now um if you're going to go short and you're going to trade short and the market's going to come slightly down, you may actually win. And to be honest, it's, it is logical that we actually are going to get some kind of dip here. And I'll show you why I think it's logical that we're going to get some kind of dip. And again, if we do get some kind of dip, it has nothing to do with the conviction that we have in the bear market or bull market. There is a lot of leverage in the market. I showed you that the total leverage is not complete all-time highs. We've never had such big leverage on the CME. We've never had such big leverage... On, on the altcoins. We've never had such big leverage on the, on the exchanges. So we're very, very, very highly leveraged. And the funding rates are very, very, very high. And usually when this happens, what we do is we get some kind of quick flush. It may happen. It could happen. If it does, probably a buy the dip opportunity. But if it is, it's going to be a quick flush. I don't think we're going to go into a three-month bear market now or anything like that. And I think Rect Capital basically agreed. He says, you know, it's now fully confirmed if we were going to have a pre-halving correction, then we would have had it here before we entered this block over here. But now he says, look, but now Bitcoin is completely transitioned into the pre-halving rally phase. So from a time point of view, if you only focused on a time point of view, we're in the pre-halving rally phase. And and, uh, the time for the pre-halving correction, if we follow the previous cycles, is actually pretty done. He says, there's only 56 days until the Bitcoin halving and usually the pre-halving rally tends to occur about 63 days before the halving. So now we're actually in the, the halving rally, not the halving uh, correction. So if we, do get another, if we do get another dip, it's probably a good buy the dip opportunity. And I'm kind of expecting some kind of flush out just to get this, this excess leverage out. And when it does happen, that's probably a good buying opportunity for you. And I'll tell you why I think it's a good buying opportunity for you. Number one, we know that the institutions are not here. Number two, we spoke about last week how the retail is not here. So retail's also not yet. We know retail's not yet. And we're looking, we were looking at addresses earlier and we we're putting together a, a, um, a report, not a report, but like a, a section on it to look at the type of addresses that are actually starting to become active now. What we're finding is something very interesting. We're finding that the type of addresses that are starting to become active now are addresses which got wrecked in the previous year's bull markets. So the reality is we're not getting new retail in. New retail's not here yet. Institutions aren't fully here yet, but they are starting to come here through the ETF. The only people that are in crypto at the moment is the DJs like us, which are real crypto DJs and people that got wrecked in the previous bull market. They are familiar. Crypto is very familiar to them. They understand the returns that you can make, but they got flushed out in the last market. And now they, come, they came back to the casino to try, their, to try their luck and to try and make their fortunes, Right. So those guys are actually back. We're not at the point yet where retail's actually started coming back. And in fact, retail isn't here at all. It is just the lapsed. We got the crypto DGENS in. Now the lapsed users are coming back. And after that is when the real crypto market actually starts coming back. And that's all happening on the back of um of increasing liquidity uh in in in, in crypto, which is which is amazing. So that's pretty much where we are. I mean, to summarize it, I think that the bull market is just, 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 just getting started. Like really just getting started. The users that are here, the institutions have just dipped their toe in the water. The crypto DJs who know, who, who really believe in, in crypto, us, the diehard DJs, we're here. The guys that got wrecked in the last bull market, they're starting to come back. That's will well, I show you the I'll show you the report as soon as it's ready. But you'll see that those those wallets are the guys that are actually starting to come back. They're going to start coming back now. And that is it. That's pretty much it. So that's that's why I say that if you thought this was a bull market, this is not a bull market. This is the beginning of a bull market. It's gonna get it's going to get absolutely crazy mental. Like when I say to you absolutely crazy mental, I'm saying to you really absolutely, absolutely crazy mental. Especially, 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 especially if you're trading altcoins. Because if you're trading alt... Not again, not again. No, no, not again, not again. <laughs> so if, if you're trading altcoins, if you're trading altcoins, this is going to be very, very, very much the, what you can expect. And you, you got a taste of it in the last week. You can see that you got you got a taste of it here in the last week. Where you look at the numbers, you got oh, we've up sixty five percent, Render up forty percent, Worldcoin up one hundred ninety five percent, Bitget up fifty three percent. You can see that that you got a slight taste of it. But the reality is that we haven't even started when it comes to altcoins. We're we're still here. We're still in the disbelief phase. We haven't even started. The the Bitcoin dominance is still at I think fifty three or fifty four percent. Let's we could just let's quickly, quickly get a a uh, Bitcoin dominance chart here so that you guys can see the BTC.D. So BTC.D, that's the Bitcoin dominance chart. I think it's like 53%. Yeah, Yeah, so you got a 53% on the Bitcoin dominance. We're not anywhere near alt season, even though we have looked like we have a bit of a retest and starting to come down there. We're not anywhere near the alt season. The real alt season is really going to feel something like this. And I, I can't say it enough. I can't stress it enough because I know a lot of people weren't here. And in my first and second cycles, I couldn't fathom what that was about. I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand this kind of run. I just couldn't understand it. And only after going through two cycles, I now really understand what this run is about. And I really understand that the, the hardest thing to do is actually to do nothing, to do absolutely, absolutely nothing. So that's, that's what happens when it comes to altcoins. Now I wanna talk, talk about last week's narratives and this week's narratives. Because last week we came on the show, we said to you guys last week, There's going to be an AI narrative. I think we're the the first channel. Now, if you look at, 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 at YouTube, everyone's talking about AI now. We spoke about it last week before this whole thing started. And we said to you guys, we literally said, look, there's going to be a whole lot of headlines and they're going to power the AI narrative. Here's the video. I think we're going to look at the AI narrative. Because I think that when you look at the AI narrative, there are bound to be a whole lot of really, really, really big headlines in TradFi or in the traditional markets around AI. And when those big narratives in the traditional markets um, uh, break, then there is going to obviously be some of that filtering into crypto. And I want to just show you. So remember, so remember, I said to you guys last week. I said to you guys, you know, whether you love or hate the AI narrative, whether you believe it's here for the long term or not, here for the long term. the, The thing is that this AI narrative is going to be powered by the the AI narrative in traditional finance. And that's exactly what we're getting. As I said to you, the more headlines we get in traditional finance, the more the AI crypto coins are going to pump, regardless of which crypto, regardless of whether they're good coins or bad coins, you're simply riding the tide here. And what you can see is that there, there is a lot of uh, crypto hype, AI at the mo- a lot of AI hype at, at the moment. Last week we had the, the headline that said that Sam Altman is working on a $7 trillion raise. I mean, obviously that's just a, a garbage headline, but but- but you can see that that is what they were talking about. Then last week, we also had Sora, which is this new technology, which is launched by OpenAI. I mean, this is an absolute fucking game changer. I don't know if you guys have understood what, what this actually does, but this effectively, I'm not going to play the sound here because we'll get a copyright strike, but effectively, you can tell an AI to make you a full video and it will make you a full video. So this is, this is not shot with a camera. There's no cameraman. There's no crew. You've literally got a computer that's generating images and generating camera angles, um, just using AI. So the AI has has found a way to create and render its own um, its own AI uh, uh, um, uh, videos. This is an absolute game game changer. I mean, like, just think about all the movie producers, the directors, the cameraman that are going to be out of a job here. Because what this is, is you can literally just go and say, hey, make me, you know, this guy went, this guy went, some guy went, I've got to find for you. He said he prompt Sora, Sora by opening up, can I make any video? My prompt, Indian Donald Trump shilling Bitcoin. And this is what, this is what came out of it. So, you can, I mean, you can actually, you, you can actually like, prompt it to do shit like this. I mean, I don't know if this is real or not, but what you can do is you can, you can, you, you're going to be able to just tell Sora what you want, and Sora will actually make videos for you. So, I mean, you can literally say, several giant woolly mammoths approaching, treading through a sneaky meadow, their long woolly fur light blows in. I mean, just read the description and then see what Sora actually lands up doing. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. What this is actually going to what this is actually going to be doing. So for as long as TradFi continues to power these these or, or to create these AI announcements, and we're going to get a lot of these AI announcements uh, in the next year, two years, three years, because that's the hot narrative right now in TradFi. Everything is 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 AI, 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 and I mean it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again this week because this week I mean a you've got the founder of, uh, or the CEO of NVIDIA. And he's, you know, preaching about how important AI is. This is the beginning of a new industrial revolution. And this industrial revolution is about the production, not of energy, not of food, but the production of intelligence. And every country needs to own the production of their own intelligence, which is the reason why there's this idea called sovereign AI. You own your own data, nobody owns it. Your country owns the data. Your cult, it, it it codifies your. Culture. See, he's talking about he's talking about countries owning data. We know that the last thing that we want to do is to empower our countries and our governments with with more data, and that's why the AI narrative is going to be huge. And this week, as I said, there's going to be more announcements, and I think, to be honest, it's going to be good announcements. So you've got um you've got the the Nvidia uh, Nvidia reporting earnings on Wednesday. I think if the Nvidia earnings are good the AI narrative continues to explode and we get, you know, uh, all of these AI narrative coins exploding or continuing to explode. I mean, I just want to show you how powerful this, this has been. So you can see, this is a, a watch list that I've made of the AI tokens. You can see WorldCoin up 207% in the last, uh, in the last seven days. I mean, the reason for that is if, remember, WorldCoin scans your retina and what it does is it it gives you a proof that you're a real person in in the world of AI. You have got Powell AI up 109%. I think a lot of it's got to do with with Alex Becker's video. You've got Singularity up 90%. You've got uh, uh, Alicia uh, Ali, uh, I think it's called Alicia.ai, artificial liquid AI, Ali.ai up 65%. By the way, we are invested in in this protocol. You can see that also the the AI um uh computing power which we'll talk about a lot in in the next section um also up a lot but not as much as the pure ai plays right and then you can see like bit Tensor, which is in my mind one of the most exciting ai narratives is actually only up 18 percent for the week but it's very 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 close to its all-time high so what you can see is that for as long as the real world keeps feeding us these narratives and you're getting a crossover between the crypto world and the real world so um You can see that, by the way, it was written about in Good Morning Crypto, which is our newsletter. Um, They wrote a whole section about AI. If you want to subscribe, it's a free newsletter. There's a link below. Just subscribe to Good Morning Crypto. This is free. Lands up in your mailbox. And this happens way before. Someone says, Kapoor, I love you. The reason why they're saying Kapoor, I love you is because they are in front runners. And Kapoor and Joe, the Irishman who run the Frontrunners at Banter here, which is our, our exclusive Discord group, which is it's limited to a thousand people and it's full. So you can't get in um, unless someone dies or I don't know. I mean, if someone dies, you can get in. So the, they have been calling AI and they called it spot on, spot on, spot on. And everybody in Frontrunners is making a fortune of money because that's what, what they were doing uh, last week. So, as long as we keep getting this crossover between real world and then crypto AI, as long as we have Vitalik talking about AI, as long as we have Van Eck writing reports about AI, which is exactly what happened, Van Eck wrote an, a crypto AI prediction report. We spoke about that last week. You had Vitalik at the end of January writing things about AI. As long as there's a crossover of these two, the reality is that this is going to continue to grow. And I, I keep seeing these headlines. Let's say things like uh, AI is the most o- obvious narrative ever there was in crypto. Currently, the market cap of all AI projects is just $14 billion, making it the 27th biggest category. That's not exactly true because if you look at WorldCoin, WorldCoin's FDV is actually um, probably, I think the f- it's probably the fourth. Let's just have a look here. It's fourth by FDV. So like that would be the fourth largest token by FDV. So be careful, be careful what you read here. Be careful of drinking the Kool-Aid and also be careful of something else. I think that AI in this crypto bull market is like crypto gaming of the last crypto bull market. And that is to say that 90% of the projects have actually got nothing and will actually probably also have nothing. They have no users. They have nothing. And what happens is they're all being carried by the tide, which is great. You can get in. You can make a lot of money just, go, just um, going in by the tide. But the problem is that when the tide pulls out, you'll know who's wearing pants and who's not wearing pants, Right. That's what happens when the tide pulls out. So, I mean, I reckon you've got to play it. You've got to be an AI. You've got to play this narrative because it is going to be one of the hottest narratives. But you don't want to be the bag holder at the end of the cycle because this is one of those those those, those narratives that will go down as quickly as it goes up. As, as quickly as it went up, it will go down as quickly. So let's play it. Let's let's ride the narrative. Let, let's buy these tokens, but let's make sure that we get out before the end of the run. Because if we don't get out before the end of the run, next, next time is going to be a different narrative completely. And you can see that there's been amazing returns. here. Yeah, I mean, just look at these returns. WorldCoin, AI uh, up 109%. As I said to you, I think that that's very much an Alex Becker, you know, Alex Becker spoke about it. And I think a couple of other influencers are speaking about it. If you do want to trade uh, Powell.ai and a couple of others, uh, Smartdex, one of our sponsors, you can trade it on Smart Dex. You can also farm it on Smart Dex because they do give you the, the most incredible rewards for actually farming. And remember, Smart Dex is not a normal Dex. It's a Dex which protects you against impermanent loss and actually makes it impermanent gain. Not only that, I think they also launched, they launched a stablecoin, their own stablecoin, right? And I mean, that's, USDN. yeah, this is, it's called USDN. This is one of the, one of the big, big, big plays. So I, I would suggest, look, number one, go to Smart Dex and just go and check it out. Number two, check out investing in smart decks because it's an actually a very good uh, uh, DEX, very 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 good DEX. and then number three look for the the farming opportunities and remember that they actually turn the impermanent loss into the impermanent gain so you don't you don't actually lose by actually staking um okay so we carry on trading the ai narrative we don't stop trading the ai narrative we don't stop trading the ai narrative we 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 continue to to invest in this ai narrative Uh, It is part of this, you know. This uh, a lot of it has got to do with deepen and decentralized physical infrastructure. One of the the big one of the big things that you need for AI is you need decentralized computing power because there's not enough computing power to render all these AI models. It's just not enough computing power. And so what you've seen is you've seen projects like AOS, Akash, um, uh, even Render. All um, uh, what's the word? They all they've all run as a result of this AI narrative, right? So you look at like Render, and this is showing you a seven-day view, but Render's at $6.20. And if you look at ARs, ARs, 18 18 cents, um, 36% up in the last seven days. And so you can see that part of this AI narrative is this decentralized compute. And we know like decentralized compute, there's going to be, well, there is a big shortage of GPU power And the reality is that the only place that has spare GPUs at the moment is users like us and data centers and stuff like that. And the only way to access that is actually through crypto. And so even though in the previous bull market I said, like I'm not a big believer that these decentralized GPU farms will actually succeed, what we're realizing now is that the decentralized GPUs, decentralized computing power is actually a massive, massive, massive narrative. And um, it, it is a big use case for crypto and AI, because the only way to access the, the decentralized file storage, the only way to access the decentralized file storage is actually to reward people in crypto. Otherwise, you've got no way of actually paying people or coordinating the, the decentralized GPU power. So, I mean, if you think about GPU power and I've got, de- I've got GPUs and Dan's got GPUs and the scarecrows have got GPUs, there's no way that we can tap into that unless we can reward them immediately And the only way to reward people immediately is through smart tokens, smart contracts and tokens. So you use X amount of my storage, you pay me immediately using tokens, there's no trust. I don't know you, you don't know me, but that is how you can create a decentralized GPU network. And so I think decentralized GPUs are going to be a huge narrative. It's a massive narrative in Deepen, but it's also a narrative that's run. Like if you think about all the decentralized GPUs, let's just quickly go through the decentralized GPUs. Um, let's go to AOS. Just, I just want to show you how big these runs have been so that you can see how much this narrative has already run. Like you can see uh, AOS went from from one cent to to now 90, 18 cents. So if you missed it, you, you missed yourself an 18X. Um, if you look at uh, Akash, another one of these, so AKT USD. So you can see that this one um, in 2020, I mean, let's, should we look at the last, let's look at the last six months, let's call it. So let's go around September. This one's gone up. You've missed yourself 600% returns. And I can go on and on, on and on. But what I'm trying to show you is that this narrative has already started running. And it should run because there's a shortage of GPUs and the only way to tap into to decentralized GPUs is actually using crypto. And, it, and, and so it will continue to run. And so I think that one of the big, big, big narratives for this bull market is actually decentralized GPUs. What we'll do later this week is we'll actually create a show on all the decentralized GPU manufacturers uh, 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 protocols, and we will dis- we will show you which ones are being used, which ones are not being used, how much they're actually they're actually producing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and we'll do that. But that's not the narrative that I wanted to speak to you about today. Actually, the narrative that I wanted to speak to you about today is actually was actually called by the same person that actually called uh, AI earlier this year on our show, in, or last year actually in September, we met Arthur Hayes, I don't know if you guys remember, we went to, we went to, to Token 2049, we met Arthur Hayes, I did a, an interview with Arthur Hayes, and this is what he said.
1: Crypto and AI are the most perfect mix. Tell me how you see it. So fundamentally, an AI is a thinking computer. A thinking computer doesn't care about laws that pertain to humans, because a thinking computer is a piece of code that can be anywhere in the universe a, a human government cannot harm a thinking computer in the same way that they harm humans. Why do we follow laws? Because some will kill us if we don't. It's violence. That is what governments are predicated on. But a government cannot visit violence on an AI. Therefore, why would an AI ever follow any laws? If the US says, oh, we want our data sequestered from China, China wants our data sequestered from the US, an AI says, well, there's data. I want more data. I want to be a better AI. I'm going to access data in the US. I'm going to access data in China. I don't care about these laws. But what I do care about is the continuity of my power, my compute power. I want electricity on demand and I want security. Okay, so,
0: so you, want, you want electricity on demand and computing power on demand because that's what you need to train uh, models. And that's, that was the, the render, Akash AR's model.
1: model. I need to learn and I want to make sure that what I'm learning from is always there. I can't have-
0: So did you, I don't know if you heard that. It's violent. Okay, let's go back there.
1: China wants a data question from the US and AI says, well, there's data. I want more data. I want to be a better AI. I'm gonna access data in the US. I'm gonna access data in China. I don't care about these laws, but what I do care about is the continuity of my power, my compute power. I want electricity on demand, and I want secure data storage. I need to learn, and I wanna make sure that what I'm learning from is always there. I can't have some Amazon or a Google or an Alibaba saying, oh, you know what? We're gonna increase the price to some order a level, or we're going to, at the behest of a government, Sequester your data and not let you use it anymore. I can't have it as an AI. I need something decentralized, and if the decentralization offers that robustness, it might be more expensive. But this is who I am as an AI. So you're saying
0: it's. So- so what he said is AI, and then it's also decentralized file storage. Correct. So, so he said it was, it was decentralized computing power and AI, and also decentralized file storage. And I think that that is a narrative that hasn't yet run, that is about to go on a crazy, crazy, crazy run. And so I tweeted about it on Sunday because I wasn't going to make a show, or on Saturday, because I wasn't going to make a show. And I said, it may be time for the file storage narrative to catch up to the market. I'm long we, Filecoin, ICP. I'm not long storage and coin. But I am very, very bullish on this decentralized file storage for exactly the same reason that Arthur Hayes said. So he said that what you need to run AI is you need decentralized computing power, but you also need reliability that your models are stored where your models are going to be stored and that there is your data is actually stored in a decentralized way. And so that is the narrative that actually got kicked off. And for, again, I tweeted it and I put it into front runners as soon as I thought about it. I only tweeted it after, after that. But you can see that the narrative has already started running, but I don't think that it's run quite yet. So if you look at Arweave, Arweave's up 63% on the week. Filecoin is up 27% on the week. And there are a whole lot of other plays which we can talk about now when it comes to decentralized file storage. So let's quickly talk about this decentralized file storage narrative. What is it? So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's decentralized file storage. Instead of storing your files on Amazon Web Services or on Microsoft Cloud or Alibaba Cloud, you can actually store your your files on decentralized file storage protocols, right? And we'll talk about what the decentralized file storage protocols are. Why would you store your data on uh, decentralized versus centralized? Well, there are three reasons to store your data on decentralized data storage and not centralized. The first thing is, believe it or not, decentralized file storage is way, way, way cheaper than centralized file storage. This is what the costing looks like. So you can see that this is a comparison of storing, storing one terabyte of data per month. So Filecoin costs you 19 cents. Arweave we, we'll talk about it in a second. SiaCoin charges you $2 and Amazon charges you, I mean, a lot more. So $20, $23, uh, Google Cloud charges you, Dropbox charges you $5. So actually decentralized file storage is actually way cheaper to store then centralized file storage. Also, if you're worried about data privacy and you don't want to share your privacy, your data with people like Alibaba Cloud or Amazon or Google, or if you're worried that the authorities will delete your data because they just find that your data is, is for some reason uh, needs to be deleted, well, then decentralized file storage actually works for you. So there's good reasons to store your files decentralized because A, it can be quicker to access. B, it's way cheaper. And three, you're guaranteed that of your privacy and ownership of your data at all times. There's a downside. And the downside is that if the nodes are very far apart, it actually could, it could take you a, a longer time to re- retrieve your files. But be that as it may, it is going to be a massive narrative. Now, is it going to be as massive a narrative as centralized file, as a, a decentralized compute? The answer is no. Because decentralized compute, there is a worldwide shortage of GPUs. There isn't a worldwide shortage of, of file storage. There's plenty of file storage capacity around the world. And so if you're doing decentralized file storage, you're doing it for cost or you're doing it because you want to maintain your privacy. That's really why you would do decentralized file storage. This narrative hasn't started running yet. So even though we've got our weave app a lot, I'll just show you that it hasn't really started running. So let's just go look, look at, at our weave uh, or Arweave or, um, or Filecoin, it hasn't yet started running. If you look at like, okay, I, I know it was at $3 at, in peak, peak, peak bear market. This was like to the bottom. But you can see like in this part of the bull market, you've only had 100% on Arweave. Uh, Filecoin completely hasn't started running. So if you look at Filecoin, um, it, it hasn't started running. Um, I mean, it's gone. It's, it's again, it's doubled since the pits of the of the bear market. I think this narrative has just started. And if you look at, the, at this narrative, effectively, you've got I've got my bets on three players. The first bet that I've got is an internet computer. An internet computer ICP is not exactly a file storage player. It's a full internet computer, which has file storage, GPUs, et cetera, et cetera. And so, but what I've done is I've actually taken a position here in ICP. And I told you about it when I took it. It was in very much in my public account. I'm just going to see if I can show you. The, there it is. So that was the trade that we actually all took together. You can see we are up on we're up 113,000 dollars, but we took profits uh, at one point uh, and we're up 268% on the ICP trade. And we took that trade because we were bullish about the whole decentralized GPUs and decentralized file storage. So the three plays that I've got bets on to be, you know, to be blunt with you guys, is I've got uh, I've got bets on ICP I've got bets on Filecoin and I've got bets on Arweave. Why did I choose Filecoin, Arweave and ICP? I've explained to you my, my thesis for ICP. For Filecoin, I think Filecoin has been an under nurtured layer one ecosystem. So Filecoin is a layer one ecosystem. And what the only thing is that that Filecoin is uh, um, allows for data storage as well. And you can see that they're building a whole, this is the, the Filecoin ecosystem. And you can see that some of the big, the big players in the space, like Carl um, uh, Samani, MultiCoin Capital, they are starting to invest a lot in the Filecoin ecosystem. Specifically, after an upgrade which launched a Filecoin virtual machine. So now Filecoin is like a layer one blockchain with with, with its own virtual machine, with like EVM, it's its own virtual machine, and effectively it is a file storage layer one. Protocol, which people can build amazing, amazing, amazing applications, and so I think this ecosystem is going to start exploding. And as the ecosystem starts exploding, I think Filecoin is going to do really, really, really well. And so what I did was, I actually ended up taking another position in Filecoin this weekend. I'll tell you a very, very, very embarrassing story about this position over here. The very embarrassing story. So that's the position. You can see it over there. So that's the position over there. Um. And the reason reason I'm so embarrassed is because I had a long position at 6.15 and my kids got hold of my phone this weekend and they were messing around my phone. And I looked at my long position. I was like, shit, I've only got half my long position. Turns out they closed one of my trades. So now I landed up FOMOing in at 6.70. I landed up buying, trying to buy back into the same trade. I think that it hasn't started running yet, and I think it's going to continue to run. So I think Filecoin is one of the narratives that I've taken. Internet computers, another one that I've taken. The third one that I've been a long-term investor in. In fact, I invested in the ICO. And I think that this one is probably the most exciting one. Is actually Arweave. So Arweave traditionally has been a different kind of file storage. The the type of file storage that you do on Arweave, you pay once, and it stores your data forever. So unlike the other ones where you pay per terabyte per month, Arweave you pay once and it stores your data forever. That's the difference between an Arweave and a Filecoin. Arweave had a very different business model. It's done through very, very, very smart tokenomics and stuff like that, and a foundation. Um, And so they guarantee that you pay once and you actually get your files stored uh, forever. And so this is the ecosystem that is currently being built under Arweave. It's a huge, 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 huge ecosystem. The fully diluted valuation... On, on Arweave is, I think, a billion dollars. I think there's 60 million tokens outstanding. And they've got like these huge a- applications. They've got, a, they've got the R drive, which is like the Google drive, but it's completely decentralized file storage. The other thing is that they're now talking about the launch of something incredible. They're calling it a hyper-parallel computer living inside Arweave. POS computation that lets any number of processes execute in parallel. So parallel execution, they're talking about that. And it's launching on the 27th of February. I think there's going to be a lot of hype for this for this launch. A lot of hype, and you can already see the hype is starting to to build up on Twitter. Um, they're talking about the AI computer. It's a hyper parallel computer that lets any number of processes go in parallel. You can see that there's a lot of hype actually doing this, and. It's only got a market capitalization of nine hundred and fourteen million dollars, so under a billion dollars fully diluted valuation. Which I think, to me, that's why I'm still bullish on Arive. Look, as I said, full disclosure: I'm not buying anymore because it's one of my big, one of my big, big, big positions. But it does give you an idea of of, of what's going on. And if you look at, at the health of the of the ecosystem, the health of the ecosystem is really, really, really good. But that's not the only ones that are that are running. I mean, you do have. Um, Let's look at, I think I've got a, a watch list somewhere here. Let me see if I can find us a watch list. Uh, give me one second. I'll get us a quick watch list here. So, um, hold on a second. I'll, I'll actually get us a watch list. Hold on a second. And you can see all the um, the file storage. Here it is. So you can see all the file storage protocols, not all, but all the ones that we're actually watching. Here they are. So you've got ICP, you've got Filecoin, You've got Arweave, you've got Seacoin, you've got Shadow Token, you've got uh, Aleph, you've got Crust Network. Some of these aren't full um, uh, um, file storage only. One of the, one of the early ones that we're invested in, we are invested in Igon, that, that's another one that we're actually invested in. And what we're doing now is we're taking all the usage data, we're looking at, it's very hard to compare these protocols because some of them give you like users per, per daily active users, monthly active users. Um, but what you can see is we're starting to put together a spreadsheet. Let's try and see if we can get the spreadsheet first. Starting to put together a spreadsheet of the fully diluted valuations, the market caps, the amount of data that they're starting to have stored, and soon we'll actually populate this with the actual rate per terabyte. So as you can see, like, the, the only thing is it's very hard to get this data. So you can see average download price, average up, uh, upload price. But the idea is for you guys to start looking at this narrative and say, look, you know, the decentralized compute narrative has run, the AI narrative has run, all these narratives have actually run, but the one narrative that that hasn't actually really run is this decentralized file storage narrative. And you've got catalysts. You've got Anatoly's tweet around Solana. Anatoly tweeted this this week, and he said, uh, you see, he said, I'm really excited to see this launch. Huge thanks to Filecoin for building an awesome decentralized archive layer. They're now allowing uh, Solana to, or anyone, but Solana is using it to store their historical transactions on Filecoin. Um, And then, you know, the other one is the Arweave, the Arweave, a big announcement that's starting to come up. I think that there's a big narrative that's going to be, that's going to start here. And so, yeah, again, the ones that I'm looking at, ICP, Filecoin, Arweave, uh, Storage, S-T-O-R-J. Let's actually look at S-T-O-R-J because that was one of the darlings of the previous bull market. And I don't know if it's done anything this bull market yet. Let's quickly have a look here. Okay, so it has gone from 33 to, to there. Again, I haven't done big research into storage. It's one of the, one of the last year's darlings. Um, S- coin, S- I think that's, that's another one. So I think that's the, the, the narrative that we're actually talking about. Those are narratives we're actually, we're, we're actually looking at. Um, some other news, uh, Koti. Koti is launching something tomorrow. It promises to be very, very, very big. It's got something to do with, with privacy. We did see Koti actually starting to, to jump. Um, Heroes of my view the gaming thing, that's, that started a gaming narrative. Now, I am going to meet with Hustle on Friday and we're going to build the ultimate crypto gaming portfolio. So, Don't forget that on Friday. Um, yeah, and this one we'll talk about tomorrow, but I do want to just quickly uh, take a little pat on the back because we did actually expose you to one of our sponsors, which is called Tectum. I don't know if you guys remember Techdom. Techdom was an awesome, awesome, awesome Bitcoin layer two protocol, which allowed you to... What it allows you to do is through using these things called soft notes, it allows you to to send Bitcoin without Bitcoin actually moving on the network. So they do it in a very, very smart way. They move the Bitcoin effectively into a wallet. And then what they do is they issue these soft notes, which they process on a separate blockchain, which is very, very, very fast. And I said to you guys, I think this is like an amazing, amazing, amazing piece of technology. And I think it's really, really, really going to have an amazing, amazing run. And I mean, the reason why I wanted to, to maybe just talk about this again today is because today we, we looked at how well this token had done since we introduced Tech Tim to you guys. It's not doing fantastically today, but just look at the last three months, which is when we started speaking about it. At about $10, it's not $30. So I think a very, very good piece of technology. And when you get the Bitcoin layer two narrative, I think that Tech is going to be an amazing one. Full disclosure, they are one of our sponsors. We love their technology. To be, to be honest, I've been begging them for an opportunity to invest if ever an opportunity comes around, if they're raising any further money. But I mean, this is uh, another one that's actually gone like crazy. Um, I think that is it for today. I will see you guys again tomorrow. Remember, if you want the Vision Pros, there's a link below. Sign up below. We are going to give the Vision Pros away this week. So you have to have an exchange account this week if you want the Vision Pros. See you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.